Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Well, it's getting close to Halloween, so it seemed like a good time to throw in a story about the paranormal. Now, this article comes to us from 1420 WBSM, and you can find the website at WBSM.com. It says, The Legend of New Bedford's Mysterious Beast of Brooklyn Park. Looks like it's just written by Tim Weisberg. Published October 13, 2022. It says, Recently we told you about how New Bedford is the number two city in Massachusetts for encountering ghosts. Spirits aren't the only paranormal activity in Wailing City, however. New Bedford also has its share of UFO reports, Bridgewater Triangle-related tales, and more. Yet, one of the more intriguing legends is that of the mysterious creature known only as the Beast of Brooklyn Park. According to reports, the beast is a hairy creature that appears to be half-man, half-goat-like animal with long skinny legs and cloven hooves. This sounds like a typical Crimea to me. It says the reports of the beast seem relegated to a few years in the late 1960s. According to the legend, the creature would be seen running across the park on its two goat legs, letting out a high-pitched screech as it moved about. If it encountered a person, it would stop and stare at them before moving on, screeching away. It seems as though the beast dropped off the face of the earth, or at least moved on from Bedford before the 1970s. There haven't been any reports that we were aware of since the sightings in the 60s, although there are still people coming forward to this day recounting what they experienced in the park back then. You know, this could be an, an, this could be mass hysteria, or it could be another one of these cases where these entities uh, seem to slip in and out of our dimension for a short period of time. And this one did just seem to last for a few years off and on. It says, so what could the beast of Brooklyn Park have been? Some feel the beast could be a similar legend to that of Spring Hill Jack, a demonic figure who terrorized London in the Victorian age. Descriptions of Jack varied, but some described him as being more beast than man. However, Jack was known for his leaping ability, and most of the reports about the Brooklyn Beast suggest he's more of a runner than a jumper. Another possibility is that it was a real person acting strangely, and the people who encountered him were misinterpreting their experiences into something far more dastardly than it actually was, especially if they're recounting it decades later. It's easier to see how it could have changed into something sinister in their foggy recollection. I don't know. You know, even in my advanced age, I'm pretty sure I've never seen uh, a half-human with goat legs. And I'm pretty sure that even, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, I wouldn't misremember a strange-looking person as a half-human with goat legs. Most likely, though, it's some kind of a hoax that some that some put on for a few years before growing before growing bored with it and moving on to something else. Yeah, I'm wondering if they did some kind of investigative research to come up with that opinion. Still, if you see cloven hoof prints around the park, maybe wait until another day to take that walk. Now that would have been that would have been the clincher right there if somebody would have taken the time to go back after the sighting 
and looked for tracks and then made some prints of those tracks like has been done so many times with the Bigfoot sightings. We could we maybe would have a little bit better idea what was going on then. It says number 13, New Bedford Ghost, Real Life Stories. New Bedford was recently named the number two city in Massachusetts for ghost encounters. These are some of the real life ghosts of the Whaling, W-H-A-L-I-N-G, or is it Whaling City as submitted to ghostofamerica.com. I suppose they call it the Whaling City because that's where they used to hunt whales from. It says, uh, caught playing hooky by a ghost. MS submitted a story from when she was around 14 years old and skipped school in order to sneak into the abandoned home that at the time was located on the corner of State Street and Wills Street. While waiting for a friend, she went in alone and noticed a large mirror. She went outside to call her friend, and when she came back into the abandoned house, someone or something had left her a disturbing message on the mirror. Quote, mind you, I could see the house from the payphone, and no one in while, and no one went in while I left, she wrote. I ran out with my heart beating so fast, I went back later with friends, and the door was locked. They didn't believe me. Well, it's interesting that this message was written on a mirror. You know, of course, mirrors have... A, have a long uh, history in folklore of, of being a of being a window into the supernatural. Whether that's just because when when you know when window, when mirrors were first created, that people were so uh, just surprised that they could see their own reflection, or whether there's something more to it than that. But I find it interesting that this lady saw this uh, foreboding message written on a mirror. I wish she could have told us what the message actually was. It says scary skirt spirit terrifies Tamara. Tamara lived in a second floor apartment on Talman Street and would frequently see shadow figures and a scary looking girl in the skirt, <clears throat> but that wasn't all. She reported that one July 4th, she was in her brother's room with him when every light shut off at the same time. We heard moving around and things moving then. Boom, lights turned back on, she said. I was scared for my life and to this day I just think about what happened in that house and wonder if other people experience the same thing I experienced. Huh. Well, maybe they could have had a power outage, a blown fuse or something. I don't know, but that is strange. It's almost like the power was sucked out of their grid temporarily. This one's called Creepy Call Out. At night, they would call my name from downstairs and tell me to come out and play. And that does sound really creepy. An anonymous poster said he grew up in the Presidential Heights Projects in the 1950s and 60s, and that the place creeped the ever-looking heck out of him. He said the spirits would call his name from downstairs, asking him to come out and play with them. I never did, he wrote. I used to yell down the stairs, who are you? He wondered if any crimes had been committed there or if Sacred Heart Cemetery had ever had plots there, anything that might explain the creepy call-out. Wow, that's really disturbing, especially, you know, as a child. Wow. Now, this one says there's something under the bed. An anonymous poster said they lived in a haunted house on Purchase Street from age 6 to age 10, and that they and their siblings would get pulled under the bed by something they couldn't see. Now, this is a, this is a somewhat common a story we hear in folklore about kids being pulled under the beds or something being under the bed, you know, little kids being scared that there's something under the bed. So this is, this is interesting. We would pull each other out, and when we heard each other, when we heard each other scream, she, they wrote, things would go flying and fall to the floor broken, or we would hear voices coming from the second and third floors. 
even though we were the only ones living on the first floor alone. The person shared a story of when their little sister was sleeping on the floor and a large mirror fell on her. Thankfully, she only suffered small cuts. Quote, I usually have to pass the former residence to get home every day, and it still gives me the chills, they wrote. It almost seems like there was some sort of entity living in that thing that didn't want company. That's disturbing to say the least. The tall hooded figure. The same anonymous poster moved out of the haunted house on Purchase Street and thought there would be no more paranormal activity in their life. Boy, was I wrong, they wrote. The home I live in is now haunted. When the shadow figure appeared, the person said it appeared to be walking to the son's room, then back again. I haven't seen it after that day, but the haunting still continues today, they wrote. This is something that I think that uh, Dr. Travis Trader referred to, Taylor referred to as the hitchhiker effect. Frequently hear about people uh, who have had haunting, haunting experiences and encounters with these entities, usually negative, uh, in one location. When they move to another, it seems like this thing follows them. And I think if that's the case, it must just be because it's feeding off of their energy. I might check into an exorcist. A bad night at Brooklawn. Another anonymous poster shared a story about feeding the ducks at Brooklawn Park when the ducks suddenly began to act strangely and the person started getting goosebumps. The person went back with their friends later and mocked their earlier experience. We were making jokes like saying, oh, the ghost isn't coming. I think it scared the person wrote. That was a dumb move. The person reported that it was about midnight and they began seeing shadows appearing behind the trees, followed by an evil sounding laugh and the sight of a black figure running through the park. Never doing that again, they wrote. Yeah, something to be said about not poking your eye into something that you don't understand. The Beast of Brooklyn Park, it says, the speaking of the park, there is an obscure legend on the south coast that has come back to life a bit in the internet age. The Beast of Brooklyn Park, there was apparently a rash of sightings in the late 1960s of a half-man, half-beast creature with cloven hoofed feet. According to the stories, it will stop and stare at people before taking off again, shrieking its terrible high-pitched laugh the whole way. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the Bigfoot sightings, where the Bigfoot stops and turns back and looks at somebody before it just disappears into the thick forest. It says, this anonymous poster claimed to have encountered the beast back in 1968 and was a, and has effect, and, and I think they mean to say, and it has affected them to this day. The Grinning Ghost Girl. JT lived on Milford Street from age 6 to 11 and said the home seemed a bit creepy from the beginning. JT encountered the experience of hearing the footsteps and then seeing the little girl burying her teeth and described her as being about three years old, and said she scared JT a lot at first. I thought she was going to bite me, JT wrote. After seeing her for many years, I realized that she was harmless and was just smiling at me. Wow, now that's weird. You know, you wonder if this is some sort of, uh, you know, just like a stitch in time, or, you know, where they have a they have just like a hitch in time where something's just caught there. You know, maybe this this thing went on for many years with this guy, but to the person on the other side, maybe it just seemed like a minute or two. I don't know. I'm also thinking about the Legends of the Cherokee, uh, talking about the little people. That's, that's an interesting one. This says that there is evil here. Nicole submitted that she was currently living in a haunted house on Nye Street. Wow. But the operative word here, I think, is currently. She recounted a young girl of about six or seven coming into her daughter's room at night, just staring at her, not saying a word. She also described lights going on and off on their own and hearing the switch physically move when it happens. Other experiences include feeling breath on her face and neck when no one is there, 
seeing a bedroom doorknob turn on its own, followed by banging on the door and hearing their names called out. Nicole said it's not just her apartment either, as the neighbors in the same building also reported paranormal activity. I want to move so badly because I know it's not just regular ghosts that are in this house, Nicole wrote. There is evil here. Well, uh, there's a difference between wanting and doing. And, uh, man, I think I'd about sleep outdoors before I'd live in a place like that. Now it says, West said he moved. This is Pizza Factory Demon. West said he moved, said he lives on Spruce Street and always sees a scary being coming out of a brown house. It is somewhat demonic. I think it's a demon, he wrote. Other people have seen it, too. It has large, shiny eyes and a spike on its mouth. Wes said, this being only comes out at night from the haunted brown house. I did some research and found out that the house used to be a pizza factory, and someone went crazy there and killed their boss, he wrote. I think it's the spirit of the killer. It doesn't do anything harmful, though. It just appears and vanishes. Weird. Well, or maybe it was whatever entity that drove that poor man insane. That's disturbing, too. Blood Walls. Two has lived in the same house on Pope Street for more than 40 years and said the creepy stuff has always happened there. In the middle of the night, around 1 in the morning, blood just started running down the wall in my daughter's room. She wrote, noting the little girl sees a young boy sitting with her, just staring at her. Two said he and his wife also have seen their closet doorknob turn and heard banging on the door only to open it to find nobody inside. Doesn't sound like any place I'd want to live at. And we'll do another one or two here. This one says, Pillow Talk. Butch and his wife rented the house on County Street. But we didn't stay long when we realized something very evil was there, he said. I started with my wife. It started with my wife waking me up and telling me to listen to her pillow. I thought she was crazy, but I put my head on her pillow and could distinctly hear several whispering voices, he said. They moved out the next day. <laughs> yeah, you put me in that category. Wow, that's crazy. It says, the Savers Ghost of the Haunted Kings Highway. If you look through ghostofamerica.com's New Bedford submissions, you'll see lots of stories about haunted businesses in the area of Kings Highway. Antique shared a story from when he and his wife were shopping at Savers there. He said he waited for his wife. He watched as a, quote, well-dressed lady looked like a normal customer, walked in the interest. And the first weird thing I noticed is that she went right into the fitting room, despite not having anything to try on. She said she then went, she then came out of the fitting room and out the exit, which is where he and his wife were headed at the time. My wife suddenly said, where did she go? I asked my wife, where did she go? And she said, the lady that was right in front of me. He said, they could find nobody in the parking lot either. I asked my wife what the lady looked like in our, in our description of her of her were exact so i knew that neither of us imagined this lady she was actually there that suddenly vanished and this seems like uh one of those classic cases where you know you have a you have uh, one space and time overlapping another space and time it's as if they were occupying the same place at the same time or it could have been a true ghost sighting um anyway i thought these were pretty cool they have some other sightings on here too um, they've got some UFO sightings listed. I would just do, I'll, we can do a couple here, I suppose. It says, well, some of the UFO sightings in the area could be explained away as different aircraft drones, Chinese lanterns, or even the nor notorious swamp gas explanations. Some are not so easily debunked. And then it says, let's take a look at some of these. And then it says here, Lakeview, Lakeview, this is recent. 
June 20th, 2022 at 11.55 a.m. This person saw a strange craft in the sky when they were taking a break from work and laying on the deck just before lunchtime. Quote, I saw a spherical metal-looking object fly fairly quickly and got covered by the roof and got covered by the roof of my house report me the person pulled out their phone and began recording video and noticed that one more moving steadily and it also disappeared from sight when passing over my roof the person then reviewed the video and noticed that right after the first object flies by two other similar shaped objects also zoom by glittering in the sun that's a daytime sighting so i'm going to guess that that is not a satellite this one from Fall River, April 6, 2022, 11.15 p.m. says, The person reported seeing two rounds white lights in the sky of Route 24 north in Fall River. Now, we've got these orb sightings all over the place. They were not very close together, maybe a couple hundred feet apart, if I had to guess. The left one slightly lower than the right, the report reads. They appear to hover they appear to hover rather than move in any single direction. The entire event only lasted, I reported, 30 seconds. Well, what's going on there is these things are phasing in and out. And whether they're just uh, dropping, their, dropping their camouflage for 30 seconds so that we can see them, or whether they're just some sort of interdimensional object coming in and out of our dimension, we don't know. But this has become really common with these orbs. They just seem to be more and more of them spotted. I've seen there were several spotted over Sacramento a couple days. Uh, there's so many of them, I don't even report on them all anymore. This one from Bridgewater, January 23rd, 2022, 1.30 p.m., and then I'll wrap this up. It says, this daytime sighting is a very weird story with a reporting party stating there were, quote, several odd things happening all in one experience as they were in the parking lot after leaving a pizza shop. Well, contrary to what this person might believe, that's not so extraordinary when it comes to UFO sightings. Quote, I noticed an odd random cloud of mist floating next to my vehicle. I walked over to it, confused, and thought it was possibly smoke, but it was more like a vapor, and it was just sitting there like a cloud and had no smell, the report states. I then noticed a cat that was sitting on the roof of my car. I thought that was strange because it was not there a moment ago. As soon as I looked at the cat, a very fast-moving object caught my eye. When I looked, when I looked, it stopped for maybe two seconds, then maybe a sharp turn and then made a sharp turn at a blazing speed. The person stated that, stated that the object left a slight trail each time it moved and then stopped a second time before flying off in the same direction from which it came at a high rate of speed. When it stopped the second time, I could see it was an upside-down pyramid rotating slowly. It had a gold and silver collar shimmering and alternating. Once the object took off, things got even stranger. Right after it took off, my phone started to operate on its own somehow unlocking my pen code and then by itself started opening apps making calls etc the person reported it stopped after i got home it has never done anything like that before also the cat was gone and i did not see it anywhere nearby yeah that's a series of strange events and it sounds like a classic shapeshifter to me and this is what i think we have to look at these ufos as more than just physical entities physical machines uh, biological beings from another planet. I really, the more I read these, uh, the more I read these reports, the more I look at these things as entities from another dimension. And this is just classic case of shape shifting. She sees the cloud near her car. We've we've reported on these cl strange clouds before. You know, at, that are like at knee level, 
where clouds don't belong. It's, it's some kind of a cloaking mechanism going on. Then the cat on the roof. Now, this could be some weird, uh, really somewhat advanced attempt uh, at, at uh, blending in with the environment. So often you see these, these things that appear to be craft, I think, are no more than sometimes clumsy attempts by AI or whatever to blend in with the environment. They just grab, they just grab an image of whatever is around them in the environment and then incorporate, in, incorporate that into uh, what they present themselves as. And then, of course, this, this, this whole encounter, you know, finishes up with her seeing this object moving at blazing speeds and then seeing this upside-down pyramid rotating slowly. I would love to know if there was a pyramid-shaped object around there somewhere. Or if this was just the uh, the base shape of this thing, but you can I mean you can clearly see the shape shifting that's happening here. It's like this thing is this thing is trying to appear as something. Now whether that's an attempt to communicate or an attempt to camouflage or what, who knows? But I think it goes way beyond anything mechanical, and this is way into the quantum, uh, other dimensional sort of thing. Anyway. I like the way these stories blend together, the UFO stories with the paranormal and the ghost sightings. I thought this was a really well-done article that came out of, out of WBSM. And my, my hat's off to Tim Weisberg that wrote it. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.